anecdotes for success. Level up with truth, meaning, trade-offs, perspective. Hey, Matt, this is a big, big episode for us because we always say to the guests at the end of the, the, the podcast, we're, hey, we're, you're going to come back sometime and update us on how you're doing. And we have our first second time guest appearance. So Coach Raj, thanks for coming in. How you doing? We're stoked. Appreciate you guys. Super pumped to be on here. And I'm honored to be the first repeat guest. It's going to be a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was saying just before we hit record how it, it wasn't by accident. And that's certainly not a knock at any of our previous guests. But Raj, we've been talking a lot about how, uh, wondering how you're doing. Paul and I have been off, offline and, and, you know, your, your, your business and our previous discussion really, you know, I know it gave me a lot to think about. And, and, and in fact, I will tell you right now, I was, I was, my wife and I were coming back from the Adirondacks today and, uh, she asked, uh, when our next podcast was. And I said, actually, it's tonight. And I told her it was with you. And, and, um, I, I was excited in particular to hear where you are, what, you know, and, and where, where you are physically and where you are in your, in your business. So definitely, definitely thank you for coming back on, man. We're, we certainly appreciate it and looking for an update for sure. hundred percent, man. Really appreciate the warm introductions. Yeah. Let me give you, let me give everybody the real generic background version of where we left off with you. And then you correct me where I go wrong. And then you start from there. Okay. Uh, so coach Raj, as we like to call him, uh, came to the States, prep school, then played college tennis. Was it Skidmore? Am I right? Yeah, Skidmore. You got it. <laughs> and it was around that time the change went from just being athletic and playing tennis to really uh, working on your physique and working out. And you developed a passion for it, had a failed business or two. And, and that was part of the conversation last time that you just kept at it. And then you started your coaching business. And what's unique today about your business is it's online and you help people transform their life, and you really don't stay put for too long. How'd I do? You did amazing. I couldn't have asked. <laughs> so what's happening now? Or fill us in. Yeah, so honestly, it's like more or less the same type of thing. Um, I was telling you earlier before we started that when I do travel, I try to like plan it strategically. So if I'm going to be in the U.S., I'm going to hit up a few spots, and then you know afterwards go to Mexico, so currently I'm in Austin, Texas, and the business is going well. I think the last time we had a um, we hopped on the podcast, it was I didn't have a single team member. So it was just me doing everything. And now it's a team of four, including me. Wow. Wow, that's cool. Hey, so back up real quick on that. I'm curious when you say you know, you're hopping, you're in the U.S., you're in Austin right now, which, by the way, great place. I love Austin, man. That place is, it's it's a lot of fun. Great people, too. Um, wh why there, then Mexico, or then wherever? Like, wh what's the strategy behind your, your geography? Okay. So, a lot of it revolves around a few things. So, number one, it's, like, the type of place it is. So, it's, like, is it a nice place with good weather? with you know, at nice gyms, good people, good food, that kind of thing, like easy to get around. That's the first thing. And second off, it revolves somewhat around where my girlfriend will be at the time because I'm in a long distance relationship. And then third is like where I know people for from business, right? And I want to like, if I see like, okay, three people from business live in this certain place, 
I'm going to want to see that place. Right. And like, yeah, I try to like hit up similar locations at the same time. So like if I'm in Asia, I'd hit up a couple places in Asia. If I'm in the U.S., I'll go to a couple places in the U.S. and then also like Mexico. Now, 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 is this something you thought five years ago, how, what you'd be doing? Uh, I mean, it's just, Raj, it's crazy to, crazy from, from a listener standpoint, and I mean crazy in a good way to think that here you are, a guy who took a passion and pursued it, I, I would imagine with tremendous gusto and commitment, because that's my, that's my sense with you. And that's generally where success comes from. Um, you, you, you are bouncing around the world. I don't, I mean, I mean that in a, in a, in a, in a strategic way, not like, you know, a vagabond, but you're bouncing around and you have these different criteria. Some are business, some are personal, some, some are just, I, I imagine just what do I want to see at this point in my life to be able to do that, to be, to, to, for you to sit there and have say that with a straight face, this is what I'm doing in this house. It's my, I mean, for you, it's day to day, I guess for me, it's mind blowing and, and talk about motivating, you know, anybody listen to think, that's what you're doing and that's how you're getting to live your life you know the number of people who talk about travel 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 because it's, it changes your perspective and by the way i'm one of these people um travel see the world meet new people cultures all all those things they just you won't ever be the same if you do that and i mean that in a very positive way for you to be able to build a business and do that um whereas the average person even as certainly when I was, when I was, let's say, you know, 20 years ago, let's just say that, or even now where, where it is a little more possible than it would have been then because of the internet and, and some of those kind, the, 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 the power of zoom and all these things, but for you to be able to do that, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. And it's, it's such a testament to what the kind of life you're leading. And, and I mean, I don't know you well, well, but to me, you're you're a guy. You're you're a good guy. A guy you meet a guy you meet at a party or or through a friend or whatever. You're not. You know, everyone thinks that the people living these great lives are Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and these these people that you can't even relate to. Well, that's not true. You're you're doing it. So that was a long way of me for me to just say I'm I'm blown away by that. Um, and for all the reasons you stated, you know, ting ting, you know, personal. Etc. 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 And be able to build a business doing that. It should inspire people. Appreciate that, man. I think there there's a lot of different like factors that people don't like see, and partly because I just don't talk about it that much, but that they don't know that went into the equation. Because like obviously, like like you said, like the possibilities today have like never existed in like the universe, right? In like mankind, it's like it's crazy. You have like sixteen year old multi millionaires, people making like eight figures off NFTs, like all this crazy stuff, right? People were traveling, working from whenever they want. It's insane. And they see people who are like achieving some form of some form of success at a relatively young age, right? And that could be like discouraging or like, oh, is it really possible or whatever? And it's like, you have to realize that it's possible for anyone, like literally anyone, but like the age may vary, like that when you get there based on so many factors. So for example, for me, the reason I like wanted to travel and like work online for the last like five years, even when I was failing businesses was because I was born and raised in Hong Kong and the rent there is super expensive. Like it's the most expensive rent in the entire like world, like literally. 
So I was like, I'm not going to pay that much rent for not that much, you know, reward. And then secondly, they're like crazy with COVID rules. So super regulated, super strict. Mm-hmm. And everything. so it's like those two factors are like super against what, what I want to get out of a place I live in. So I'm like, okay, now I have to travel. But let's say I lived in Spain. I don't think I would have had that same drive to want to get there. Right. So that's one thing. Second thing, like stumbling across business really early, failing a bunch of times. That's lucky. Like who knew I could, I could have went down a completely different path. So it's like so many pieces of the puzzle have to come together and it's only like 10%, if that, maybe like 2% complete, right? So it's like, it's crazy when you like look back and it's like, then you can see the perspective of like others. So I know for a fact, so many people are doing way bigger numbers than me. And I know for a fact, so many pieces of the puzzle came together for them. And like, they went through so many failures. They just kept at it. This went right, this went wrong, this went right. And eventually they had something good. Yeah, I, 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 you hit on something I think is super important. There are all these external factors, and we don't get to control so many of them, right? And I mean, they're they're just they're just there, and there's a degree of luck, and and there's a degree of just uh, what how the variables happen to come together. Um, that said, one of the things that I, I try to discourage myself of ever thinking about is is. I can only control what I can control and I got to, I got to go with that. And, and if I just keep going, I'll, I'll get where I want to go. Like you say, it may, it may, it may take way longer than the person next to me who, you know, who I, I may envy or whatever, although that's not usually what I, my personality, but that's certainly out there. Right. But I can only control what I can control. So I just got to keep going with that. But what you said is, and I've there's there's no I can't think of one exception of a successful person I've spoken to who didn't say what you just said. I just kind of looked back and went, "Holy cow, that's crazy! I can't believe it!" Like none of us, and I put myself in the category. I, I do. I've I've been quite I've been successful, just putting one foot in front of the other and falling down and getting up. You know, I I I, I do feel like I kind of understand the recipe. But it, but it, but it's it's not foolproof. I mean, it has its. I had I've failed many many times myself. But I, everyone turns and looks back back and goes, "What the heck? How the heck did I get here?" You know what I mean? You know, I think that is the lesson is keep grinding, keep going, pursue something of meaning, and you will look back most likely someday. And maybe you'll look back and you'll see I'm somewhere I I I, I went down a path I couldn't have possibly guessed at. And I'm successful in a different way than I wanted to be. Maybe, maybe it's not financial or or any number of things. I'm sure you would agree. Success isn't monetary necessarily. It, it's a it's a myriad of different things, right? Um, we get we get all we all get focused on that one, but that's just that's not it. So I just like to empower people to think. Yeah, it, it it's. It's you, it's me, it's Paul, it's whoever. We can all succeed. You, you just got to – you keep going. You keep grinding. It's not some magic moment, right? It's not some success. There it is. And and that's kind of what I was getting from what you were saying there because I preach that to people who I talk to who are generally younger or newer at what I do in the entrepreneurship world. I go, you're never going to have this moment where all of a sudden you go, I did it. I'm here. You, you might look back and go, holy cow, I've been here for a couple of years. I just never really knew I'd arrived. That's more that's more like it. So, Paul, go ahead and chime in or ask. I know I, I get on a tangent, but, Raj, you always get me fired up. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> I, I'm going to ask him a few questions, but I'm just going to piggyback on that a little. I mean, I'm the old man in the group by a few years, and I love my job teaching. We've talked about it. I have such a unique situation. I've got a lot of other side things I do now. But it's interesting how the average person just wants to work till they think there's this fictional amount of money they need, and then they're going to stop working. Raj, I don't think you'll ever stop working. Matt, I don't think you'll ever stop working. And I'm coming to a crossroads when I roads when I leave teaching. I won't stop. I'm not going to go sit somewhere and say, "Oh, I wish I was working," or "I wish I could play golf every day." You guys have motivated me, especially because it's just always the next project, the next thing, the next thing. And when you look back, you're a success, right, Matt? Right, Raj? Hundred percent. I don't think I would stop working, but I'm definitely going to be taking breaks, like longer yeah. breaks. <laughs> well, that I, you know, and I sh maybe I shouldn't use the word work. It's it's projects. It's passion. It's it's the next thing, right? Piggybacking. Uh, work makes it seem like it has to always be such a concrete schedule. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be. So, so that that's one of my my segues. I actually did it. I, I led into what I want to ask Raj. I usually <laughs> don't do that, but uh, your your business is totally online. Uh, tell us again what you do normally but but give us a rundown you must have consistent hours you put in each day yeah it's not a nine to five and so that's what i'm getting at what, what's an average day for you and explain to to everybody listening what you do as well in case they they miss the first one cool yeah no worries so i help online entrepreneurs optimize their health sleep and performance coach all my clients online uh, i have an app where i coach them on we do you know unlimited zoom strategy calls and they've all been well not every single one but 90 like 96 percent of them have been very successful and yeah it's been good in terms of like how me paul and matt met was through twitter and that's where i do most of my content marketing but recently since i've you know expanded the team i'm able to be on instagram youtube and linkedin now and focusing more on email so yeah, that's pretty much how I get clients. I get them through my content. They reach out to me like, uh, like what you have to say. We might, you know, be a good fit to work together, hop on a call, see if we are. Or, and recently I started reaching out to people. And, and when you say reach, reach oh, out ahead. to people, you, you met through that, through the email you, you mentioned through, through. Mostly through Twitter and Instagram. Like okay. just. What's what's the success rate when you reach out to people like that? Have you been tracking that? Um, until three months ago, I never really did outreach. And I was reliant on inbound. And then I had a month where it was like slightly left. And I decided to like, I hired a coach instantly. <laughs> and then like another coach. And then we like switched my, uh, my content strategy a little bit around, switched the offer, made it more valuable and start doing outreach. And we're in a phase where we're testing a lot of things, but last couple months have been good. So I'm optimistic. Raj, I'm, I'm, tell me about building your team. What was, what was that like, you know, and, and uh, how has that changed your role and, and just the way the business operates and some of those things? I'm, I'm, I'm always fascinated by this. Any new entrepreneur who's a one-man show to some degree, which – which I've been, and then you go out and you bring other people into it. It's like a whole different world you're working in, you know, and it, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear about that. 100%. And I think the, the journey from zero to, you know, 10K a month, that has to be one you take by yourself. 
I mean, like in some cases you can, you know, hire earlier, but that one's going to be like a lot of time on your, a lot of time just working on the business. It's going to consume a lot of your life. And that's just is what it is. And you have to love doing it. And you're going to be wearing multiple different hats, as they say. And once you get to a point where it's like, okay, like your time is too valuable to be doing certain amount of things. That's when you're like, okay, let me outsource it. Right. So you start with your, the tasks that are easiest to outsource where it's like you just design a system and anyone can follow it. Right. And here's the thing with systems, what you basically need to do is you need to find a task, figure out how to do it yourself, then figure out how to do it optimally, then, how to, then figure out how to do it optimally and quickly. Right. Then go through and write down your entire thought process. It's like, if this happens, do this. If this happens, do this. Copy and paste this, do that, do that. Like the whole thing. Then you record a video of you going through it and live examples, right? Then you like link that uh, video, Loom video in that document. And right there, you have a system that anyone can just follow and boom, they can do that, right? So first I hired a virtual assistant. Actually, no, sorry. First I hired an email marketer. Then I hired a virtual assistant. And what she does is she does follow-ups like every follow-up, which is a lot. And she does, she sends all my groups, all my tweets to my engagement groups and engages for me. Um, she does my pre-call system, which is like, just like sending the prospect information and like reminding them what to call, sending them a couple of resources. And da, 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 da. she does like a couple other things as well. And she does some kind of outreach as well. Anyway, and then I have an editor who just edits my videos and like puts the captions on them, like cuts them up, like makes them nice reels and then longer videos as well. And da, 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 da. she write, makes the thumbnails and like does the caption as well for me. So, um, and then, yeah, that's it. Team of four. And that allows you to focus on the things you do well. Mm -hmm. Talking to clients, training clients, building relationships with them, monetizing those clients, right? It, 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 and through their success. Cause you know, the, the one thing that all so often gets lost when you hear words like monetizing and selling, it's like, there's another person on the end who's getting value that they appreciate very much, or they wouldn't continue to do it. Um, but that's not where you spend your time. So instead of doing clips and, and follow-ups, et cetera, et cetera, you're working more with the clients. Um, and, and therefore you go from zero to 10 K a month to exponentially more, um, as your time's getting used for that. 100%. And I think it's about also when you free up time, it gives you time to think in terms of like, what can I optimize? So it's like, you look at your business, like objectively, like you can track certain things. You can be like, what's my bottleneck? Is it leads? Is it sales? Is it content? Is it this? Is it that? Boom. I know what to do. How do I get better? Let me try myself and let me make adjustments. I mean, then, then let me get help from someone else. Right. And then you have all that extra, you know, two, three hours a day, instead of, you know, sending something like tedious, you're working on like, how can you optimize the business? If you constantly have that mindset of like, first, you want to trade time for money, then money for time, then money for money, right? And if you're always looking on what's the next step, like, okay, because as your business grows, your time's going to be more valuable. You, you'll go from making, you know, 20 bucks an hour to a couple hundred dollars an hour. And then every, you have a lot more opportunities when you get there. And, and One second, Matt, repeat what you just said about trading. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. We, say that again. I, we have, I haven't heard that put in that, that, those terms yeah. before. Okay, so I said, first, you got to trade time for money. Yep. Trade money for time, and then you trade money for money. Give us some examples. Time for money is you have a job, right? I'm giving you my time. You're paying me. Okay, so time for money could be even in a business. It could be like 
doing like followers, right? That's time for money. Then you outsource it, right? And then you use that money to buy, invest in your business, to get a coach, to um, buy retreats, to um, do whatever, right? To hire someone. That's basically it. Right, right. That, that's that's what I that's I love it. That's that's awesome. We, uh, but well, but it makes sense because uh, no, what was not what do ninety eight percent of people do? They trade their time for money, right? I go to my job, I get my paycheck, I I I come I come home, and then I then all I do with the rest of my free time is I consume it in some way, right? In front of a television, at a water park, mowing my lawn, golfing. I I either trade my time for money or I consume my time entertaining or or doing the dishes or whatever it might be. And it's so important to break people that mindset that you don't want to trade. You talked about systems before. I build systems so I don't have to trade my time for money anymore. My systems create the money. And my time then gets to be used for big picture stuff or to invest my time so that I can create more money out of it something or, or, or use it, use it at my leisure or whatever, all the while my mon- my systems are continue to build me money, but breaking people that mindset. That's why when you started t- saying those time for money, money for time, money for money, I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I got to hear this. Cause, 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 cause right. So many people, they fall, they, they don't know. They fall flat on it. They've never heard any of that stuff. And, and these things, these things, you know, help train people's minds to look at life differently and it can completely change their future. So that was, that was great. Paul, I can tell you got something to ask, but that, that was important. No, no it's very important. And we thought the same thing. Speaking of time, I, I think I know the answer, but how much TV do you watch Raj? Um, honestly, maybe like an hour a day. You mean you don't binge watch Netflix and you don't, <laughs> you don't have HBO and you're not catching up on everything? I'll give you like a quick rundown of my day, right? So like maybe six days of the week I work, I wake up at like eight and I'm like right in the zone working by 8.30, right? Then, you know, I have like very fast at cooking, like getting stuff, very convenient with that, right? And... You know, one of my girlfriends here, she takes care of that. But anyway, and then, so I work from 8.30 to usually around 6.30, right? And I probably have total of an hour and a half of breaks in there. When it's like 15 minutes where I just like go outside, walk around with a green tea, like iced green tea. And it's just relaxing because I like don't want to be sitting in like a, a computer all day, right? I don't need to take breaks. So, you know, roughly 8.30 to 6.30 with an hour and a half of breaks and then some food. And then I usually get a workout in. Honestly, my workout schedule is kind of all over the place right now. It used to be after, it used to be before, but it's like whenever I get the chance. But you make sure you get it in. Oh, no, 100%. I train every week at least four times, usually five times. Awesome. And the reason I ask that, there's probably days you feel there's not enough hours to complete what you want to complete, right? Days where I have like three plus calls, I'm like rushing. But the thing is, the funny thing is I'm more productive on those days. For some reason, I know that I have less time, so I'm like get even more in the zone. I take L-thionine, which helps. Not sponsored, but this... <laughs> what is it? This helps. It's, oh, uh, I got to put on a light here. It's... um. I take it with like a black coffee, start my day. And it, what it does is it like synergizes well with the black coffee. So it like doesn't give you any jittery feelings. And I honestly got this from Dan Coe. And okay. the coach, 
I met up with them in Austin and I, if they, I know they're super productive and into like the whole routines thing and they recommended this. So I hopped on it and the results have been good. It's nothing crazy. Like it's not like you just take it and boom, you're productive, but it's like, if you're already going to be productive, it'll make you an extra 3% more productive. What's it help you focus? Yeah. It helps you focus. And like it synergizes really well with caffeine. Gotcha. Where well, do you get I, it? I just order on Amazon. I'm I'm like you, Raj. The busier I am, the, the more I get done, or the more I get done when, when I have a schedule that's just jam packed, you know. And I think that's like a lot of people when you when you don't have a lot going on, it's so easy just to burn a half hour here and an hour there and that kind of thing. And and I, I find the same thing. The more packed I am, the more I get done, the more productive I am, and and uh, uh, the more focused I focused I stay. Hundred percent. And that's, that's why I asked that because productive people, I mean, I ask everybody a lot this question. They don't watch much TV and they don't miss it because I almost feel like you feel worse if you watch too much television or too much social media because you're not producing. You guys are creators and producers and that's where you get your rush, right? No, 1000%. Like I'm not going to sit here and say there's over the last year and a half, there's never been a time where I watched two hours of TV straight. Like that's happened before. Of course. And, you know, sometimes it's planned where it's like, I'm like, okay, the next three days, I'm going to take it easy. And like, that's cool. But sometimes it's unplanned, right? And during that, like, I instantly just like, I feel like by this third episode, I'm like, not even like 20 minute episode. At third episodes, I'm like, um, not even enjoying the show. I'm just thinking about like what I could be doing. And then as soon as that happens, I'm like, yo, I got to get my ass up out of this chair. But, I got to go. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I like. Like part of what I do is also like productivity coaching as well. Like part of what I implement and I like change my offer a little bit. So I'm big on like setting work, you know, constraints. So it's like two hours before bed, like stop work. Like, um, you know, I'm big on, you know, prioritizing, outsourcing. So I don't work that many hours, right? Or at least I don't have to anymore. But it's like, even though let's say I'm done with everything at six, right? It's like, okay, shut off work, right? Because what, right before I shut off work, I respond to all of my clients. Just so I'm like, I just want them in the morning, middle of the day, and the end of the day. I don't want to like just do it sporadically throughout the day. So let's say I'm done with work, right? Even though I'm done with work, I'm not going to want to just watch TV for three hours. I want to go for a swim. I want to go for a walk. I want to call my grandpa, you know, things like that. And it's like, and I want to get like an early night of sleep. So it's like, those are like the different shifts that I've made. Interesting. Now, how many clients are you carrying? Like, how's it, what's that look like? Is there, do you have a limit, you know, or how, what's that look like? So currently I have 11 clients. The most I've had at one time is 13 and then total well over 30. And honestly, my limit would probably be 15 just because then it would just be too many calls a week on, on top of sales calls and on top of other stuff, like, you know, podcasts, it would just be too much. And I wouldn't be able to like one, fully like give all like my clients the attention they needed. And, like, be able to, like, troubleshoot all the, these different things. And, you know, it will start affecting my productivity. But the most I've had is 13, and that was fine. But the thing is, when I had 13, I, my service was, like, elaborate. So I've, like, added a lot more things in the last couple of months just to increase the value. So, you know, obviously, it's a win-win, increase the value. They get better results. I get better testimonials. Who No one loses. <laughs> so no, so how, do you, how, do you, how do you build your income if you're, you've got a limit? We've all got a productivity limit. Right. So how do you build your income? Uh, I assume you've given that some thought, you know, where would you hire a, a second one of you or, you know, where's that, where's that 
How's, what's that look like? 100%, man. So it would be multiple different things. And I've, I like already thought of this. And the thing with me is like, I'm like very, I like can't wait for like next year. Cause like the, the games I'll be playing, I'm already like been envisioning in my head for the last year. And like already like, obviously I don't know what's, what's going to happen, what I'm going to do, but I like have a plan, rough idea. And I'm like, okay, these are possible scenarios. So it's like, and I've already gotten started on some of these things, which is cool. But basically number one, just deliver more value and increase the price, right? And then by doing that, you don't work with clients who cannot pay that price. You increase the value, there, more commitment from them and you open up space. That's first thing. Second thing, outsource and, you know, just build a better team, right? Third thing is, you know, improve your systems, right? Fourth is introduce additional streams of income, right? And that's something that I already have actually started with. And yeah, I'll tell you guys. So I started um, coaching other coaches. And this is like very thing is I don't do any marketing towards this. People just reach out to me. So I've had three people reach out to me like, listen, man, I've seen you build this. Like, I want your help. Like, how'd you do it? I'm like, cool. Right. So then I helped them. And then my first guy who I worked with, I took him from zero to three clients in a month. And he was like on cloud nine. He was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> wow. But that, that's 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 awesome. The fact that you had off right off the top, you 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 know exactly where the future revenue comes from, how to increase it without without adding more time to your work day. You know, because that's just that. Now I had to do that at cer a, a certain point in my life. I just had to work more. I was you know, and and that was one of the things that got me ahead. Was I, you know, I I was a 60, 70 hour a week person for a solid 20, 20 years of, of my life. You know, so. You do the math on that. If everyone else is working 40, Raj, and I'm working 70. You got them. I, I got them, right? I, I mean, like it or not, it puts you, it puts you, in fact, it, you, it, it exponentially puts you there too. Here's a way I look at it, right? Because you're spending 40, uh, 70 hours a week working, right? Making a set amount per hour. Like, and like that amount is probably likely than more per hour than people working 40 hours a week. So you have them on hourly rate. You have them. Uh, and not that this is like a comparison, but like you work more hours. And here's the thing. You spend less time consuming because you are being, working more. Like if they have all that free time, they can, you know, buy this, buy that, buy that, go here, go there. But if you're working, you're already in that like mode of like, I'm just building an empire right now. Like this is not time for games. This isn't like party time. Let's build. And then 10 years later, I'm going to thank myself. So if you had to do that, if you did that, that's the mindset you had to have been in. That's exactly what it was. That's a hundred percent correct. You you nailed it, and and it kept me out of the game of consumption. And then what ended up happening, Raj, is when I when it when I realized that I was in a position to decrease my workload, use my free time to then consume. I didn't want to consume anymore. I, I wasn't interested in the in the in the you know fancy car and the fancy this and and all these things that I, that are that are liabilities i was in the i was in the world of income producing assets it's all i was focused on right and once you get in that world and then you have all this income coming in from these assets and now you can afford this other stuff that you've been not consuming for all these years you're so used to not doing it you realize it's a bunch of crap you don't need it it's just nonsense and so you win in all you win in all the way, those ways. Now I do have some crap. Don't get me wrong, but but I've I have the assets to pay for the crap. My time doesn't pay for 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 anything anymore. My assets paid for it, right? But I was so in the mode of it's not play time. This is this is you know building the empire as you put it. Time um, 
I didn't have I didn't have the the time to to do the other things, and that that was a bonus that I hadn't even thought about when I got into it. And then I always say that you, another point on that topic, I guess, is people talk to me about how they can't wait to retire. They can't wait to retire. I go, well, what are you going to do? Because now you don't have that 40, 50 hours a week to be bogged down with doing something productive. What do you, how are you going to consume those hours? Because your income isn't going to go up. Your income's not going to be any better. It's probably going to be less, and it's going to get gobbled away over with inflation over time for a lot of people. So what are you going to do? Sit on the couch all day watching Jeopardy and, and you know, Matlock? Like, you know, that's Matlock. not the kind of life I want, but – the, those are the things people should be thinking about. And, um, you know, I, 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 I didn't look at it like you put it. You're obviously uh, smarter than I am. What I know, I know through failing, you know, because you're kind of you're smart and you can figure it out without having to fail. But that's that's what that's what happened with me. No, that's why times, man. It's like I grew up in the information age. Like it's if you're like a, a decently smart guy, like even like above average, like you have access to all this stuff for free. And it's like, it's like not a fair comparison. Like, that's why, like, I never compare myself to my dad in terms of, like, what his income, my income, like, how much, how many hours he works, like, his, like, life work set up and everything. Because the truth is, like, he and I both know it's just two completely different games. And, like, he's talked about, like, it's unbelievable how easy you make it look. And the truth is, it's not as easy as it looks. But I know it's still way easier than what he did and what mm. he, he has to do to, you know, make, you know, whatever. And it's just not a fair comparison. I would never like be like, oh, I did it this time or no, you did it this time. Like that's stupid because it's like not even like any room, like the opportunities are completely different, completely. Not, Great even, point. not even the same like spectrum. Great point. I had, the philosophy is not this. So I'm going to run with this. I had a couple other questions I'm going to ask, but you know what? We're, we're so far removed from that now, but <laughs> you know, Matt talks about, you know, I always ask Matt because, Matt didn't start off an entrepreneur, right? We, we've told that story, you know, in the sports entertainment business. And I'm like, what if you would have started sooner? And you're like, yeah, I get that. And I understand that. But the point is you started when you did, right? And Raj, you know, we didn't have access to what you have access now. But I think about what I've done in the last two years since COVID online and with technology. And I don't kick myself that I didn't start at your age. I'm glad I started because I have a lot of people I know that haven't and never will, or they say they're going to next year and they don't. But my vision now is I want everybody your age to start. And it's amazing if they waste it. So the philosophy is the same, whether, whether you started Matt by just building income, you know, gathering income, producing assets and acquiring them. If you start through information and technology, if you started with a brick and mortar store, uh, the point is all those people started, we just all had different tools. Most people don't start. So I, I commend you sure. with what you're doing. I admire Matt. He's one of my, uh, he, he's a mentor of mine as, in, in, as far as a teammate and, and partner and stuff. But that's why we do this podcast because so many people don't start. And the tools, like you said, your dad, Raj, would have started and done something probably like you if he was your age right now. It's just oh, his mindset, right? Because, like, he's, like, very entrepreneurial, but, like, just his business his business model is just brutal. And it just got eaten up alive by COVID. And it's, like, a lot of it's out of his control. It's, like, and, like, he didn't, just like I said, like, didn't have access to the same things. It's, like, for me, like, the common thing to do is, like, you know, level up my skill to what I can at the time. And then as soon as I have the means to do it, 
pay someone who is two to three steps ahead of me to get me there. And once I get there, like pay other, like do all these different things. Like he doesn't operate in the same way because of his environment and circumstance. And he didn't, right. he had high school, right. To provide for like his family and like pay for my uncle's college. Right. And it's like, he paid for my college and like he are just by doing that, he's ginormously successful in my eyes. Right. So yeah. it's like, yeah, no, it's a great point. It's, 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 you know, I, I think about my father and, and he was entrepreneurial and what he built and, you know, in turn, in comparison to what I've been able to build, build, it's like, they're not even close, but it's like, we just, I, I start, you know, he started, he started in the batter's box and I was, you know, almost the third base, you know, just in terms of the opportunities that existed for me and, and some of those kinds of things. Now, now um, you got to put the work in and you got to do the right things, but it, it, the opportunities just aren't there. And that's, but that is to Paul's point, why we do this. And especially gratifying having you on here to talk about what you've done and how you've done it, because Paul and I are old men compared to, you know, so, you know, I'm sure in some people's eyes, although that's not true at all. Um, the, these people will look and say, oh, I, I can do it. I, you know, I can do, I, and it's, again, I always come back to this, even I'm, I'm a broken record. It's not, a, for me, it's not about the money. It's about freedom. It's about what I can do with my life and how I can control it. And in ways that just weren't, these ways weren't, how I grew up, they weren't available. I didn't even know you could live a life like I live. Didn't know it was even possible. I want people to know those things are out there and it's not to chase money. It's to chase freedom. And um, yes, your circumstances, I'm glad you bring that up. Are, the circumstances are, aren't going to be the same for any of us. Oh, well, such is life. Take the circumstances you're in and, and, and do the best you can with those circumstances. And I, I tend to believe that if you do that, go in with that mindset and put in the work, you will obtain a level of success that you otherwise wouldn't have. 100%. And the thing is, like, you'll need to reach a certain level to almost guarantee, like, a much higher level. Because what I mean by that is, like, you only have to, like, be pushing consistently every day, like, making progress for maybe, like, six months to eight months. And then you already have enough progress to justify never going back to anything else. You already start thinking, like, okay, if I achieve this in eight months, if I went from zero to, you know, seven clients, whatever, throwing out random numbers in eight months. Imagine where I'd be if I stuck with this for three years. You know, like that's how your brain starts to operate. Your brain starts to look at, okay, if I don't see this through, what are the other options? Work a nine to five I don't like, do this, like do that. Like, I hate that. I don't want to do that. So let me go on this. So it's not as, you don't have to go like, think about like the end goal. Like, oh, I want to make 50K a month doing this. I see this guy doing that. No, you just have to make 3K a month. You can do that. You can make 50K a month. So yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Absolutely. It's a mindset. Go I ahead, think, Paul. no, I, I think that that's the funny part. I have people, you know, again, just from what I've done in three years and what I've thought about doing in seven years since Matt and I reconnected. Uh, so many people are like, oh, how's that thing you're doing working out? Like, I just tried it for a year and stopped. And, and I didn't <laughs> stop. And I think it makes people mad when they find out you didn't stop what they were afraid to do right? Do you get that from people? Like, did people, do ever people ever uh, come back to you and ask how your coaching thing's going or like, you're still not doing it like it was a hobby or are you past that now? Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Exactly what you're trying to say. I'm just trying to like come up with the right words to answer the question because my situation is pretty like complex with that. So 
I started my business, right? Like the four businesses I failed, like no one knew anything about that. No one. Not even like my parents, cousin, no one. <laughs> right. <laughs> saying anything until you know that's what you're going to be doing, right? Just like, because the thing is, if you like try to tell people, they will, you don't, you can't control what they say. They might say something that will throw you off. They might say something that will, you know, discourage you. That's you do it yourself, right? Anyway, so then the, um, so I started my, the business that I have now that's, you know, doing well. I started that in college a year and a half ago. And for the first two, three months, no one knew anything, even my parents. And then they started, you know, asking me like, which, how are the job interviews going? <laughs> and <then laughs> asking me like, what are your post-grad plans? And I'm just like, nothing, nothing. Right. And then like, I'm just being like, really, they're like, well, how does he not have any plans? Cause I had like three good internships. Right. And I was just, they were just like, he seems kind of like aloof. Right. And I stopped going to class too, to work my business. Um, and start hanging out with the team a little less. And then, it was like, I wouldn't like hear anything, right? And then even when some people started finding out, it's like, they wouldn't really hear anything. It would never come back to me. But I would kind of get like the vibe was a little different. Like it just wasn't like the same. And maybe they thought that I thought I wasn't the same as them. Like I'm still the same guy. I'm still a dumbass. Like I still want to like, <laughs> it's just like, I'm not, I haven't changed, you know, like. So I don't know. I feel like when I link up with, with my friends from time to time, like I linked up with a couple of college friends, like, a week ago um they they're kind of like pleasantly surprised like they're like oh we had a good time it's like you know uh no time has passed right but it's like we don't really stay in touch but like once in a while we like say what's up so i guess they kind of like know that i'm like doing what i'm doing and they're kind of like coming to terms with it but the vibe sometimes is slightly off i guess that's my final answer <laughs> Well, that, I mean, that's that's real life. You you also grow at a faster rate. I mean, not every tree in the forest grows at the same pace, right? And and at the end of the day, you're you're off to to different things. And it's it's not like you you necessarily don't like people that you had relationships with in the past. You're just meeting other people and doing different things and going different directions, right? Well, I was just gonna say, what keeps you motivated? You know what I mean? Like, what, where, where does it come from? One hundred percent. So it's just literally my why. My why is like so, so strong, bro. It's crazy how like, like when I like say it, it like, if you didn't know me, you'd be like, this guy is on drugs right now, like, what is <laughs> right? And it's like I had the same why from when I first started, zero clients. Same why when I made got my first client at eighty bucks a month was pumped. It's like it's obviously like changed a little bit. But it's like more or less the same. So I'll, I'll run you through. Please. Right? Number one is to just take care of my family and all my loved ones. Like I'm blessed in the fact that I'm the oldest son. I have very young parents. And I want to retire them within the ne before they turn 50. That'll be a little stretch because they're 48 now. <laughs> so it's a little <laughs> like maybe like 51, 52. Retire them. And when I say retire them, I don't mean like, oh, like, you know, give them a salary or whatever. I mean like, Get him a villa, like get him a private chef, like get him a security guard, like everything, right? And then I want to, you know, take care of my brother, take care of my girlfriend, retire my girlfriend's parents, right? And then also I want to just see what I can achieve. Like, you know, there's like, how far could I take this? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to like go through like the hardest part, which is the start, and then like get complacent when I'm somewhere in the middle. I think about that a lot as well. And also just to like be in a position where people, even though like, I'm not saying I should be a person to look up to it. The fact is that people online, like they look up to me, like, oh, what's he doing? Like they take my advice somewhat seriously. 
it's like I feel like I have a responsibility to practice what I preach and like be my best self. And I see that in terms of like trying to get as jacked as humanly possible, right? Trying to, you know, follow my advice, like pre-bed routines, I take that stuff serious. Mm. And also like trying to like build my business and so I can, you know, relate to who my dream clients. So there's a billion reasons. And also to, you know, inspire, like, I don't know, like uh, the, my, my past self, like someone who was in a similar position as my 17-year-old self, right? So there's so many reasons that go way beyond me that it's like, obviously I can take breaks, but I'm never going to ever take like an extended break. Like I'll take a day off and I'll be like super refreshed. I won't need a second day off. You know what I mean? But you got too much to accomplish, right? Too much to do. Too much. I, I mean, and I, I mean, I mean that in, in all in in the most honest, sincere uh, way. For a, a guy who who hears your whys and doesn't scoff at them in any way, shape, or form, because so many of them are were exactly mine as well, and, and or very similar in, in in ways. Not all of them, but some of them, and in, in ways that I I could totally relate to, and in ways that you know sound crazy to the outside person in, in many ways, but to you and, and my wise, to me, they're just, they're, they're, my attitude was this, if I believed it, I mean, really believed it. No, no BS, Raj. No, like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it enough so people hear it that they'll think I believe it, but no, I mean, truly believe it. Nothing could stop me. And I've had that happen many times in my life. Where I, tr- I convinced myself I'm getting to this goal, whatever it was. And everyone else thought I was a lunatic. And not only do I, not only have I accomplished those things, but I got there quicker than I thought I would. And, you know, in, in uh, people just don't, they don't get that. Most people don't understand that. But when you do, the other people who get it, like I, I could, I could, I could see it in you. It's like, that's not a, that's not a line you just said to us. That's not some sort of thing I'll throw out there because it sounds great to, to people. It's, it's a belief system. And um, that, that is what makes you work 80 hours a week if you have to. And not because you have to, because you're on your way to something that's bigger and matters and important. And nobody's holding, you know, nobody's saying you're going to get fired if you don't complete the, the project or this or that. You're, you're doing it because it's for you and, and the things that matter to you. And when that's going on in your head and that's pushing you, there's just nothing, there's just nothing that can get, can get in your way. I love the word that you said, convince. Like, as soon as you said that, I was like, I have to bring that up. Because the thing is, like, you don't, it's, if you look back, right, even though, like, I'm still, you know, early days, right, but if even if you look, you still have to have some sort of, like, the, you have to have delusional belief at the very start. And then it becomes somewhat justifiable, right? So it's like, at the start when you have zero results, let's say you want to lose weight. Let's say you're overweight in the last 20 years, you've been binge eating, you have all these different things going on. At that point, if you say, I want to get a six-pack in two years, it's clearly possible, two years, I'm not saying, you know, three months. But um, it's clearly possible, right? You hire a coach, you show up every day. But there's no reason to believe that it's possible because none of your previous actions have lined up with that, right? The character traits aren't there. So at the start, it has to be delusional. It doesn't sound stupid to anyone else. Is You're not doing it right, right? And then over time, you acquire evidence that supports your delusional belief. And you're like, oh, see, because of that, I can do this. I did this, so I could do this. If this worked for that, then this could work for this. And then you're like, okay, and then you achieve a little more. And then now you have more evidence to back up the big thing. And then you're like, okay, look, I achieved this in a year. 
I don't want to be doing anything else for the next 10 years. Let me 10x the results of this, but then add a little exponential. That's crazy, right? So it's like if, if you have a big enough like time frame where you want to achieve goals, everything's super realistic. I, I agree. I, I, I love how you said I, lo- I love your example and how you say it because it's it's a good I like the workout one that the six pack or whatever because people can relate to it but it is a be- it is a belief that you can do it and what what I leave out of my story because I do tell a similar story is is the evidence that you you talked about there's evidence here that boom this is working and 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 there's these little these little nuggets of of you know whether it's your bank account or you know your weight loss or whatever happens to be in, in the in the area that that they do keep you convincing convinced i mean it's 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 convinced that you're going to accomplish it but i like the way you explain it but i'm glad you agree with me because i just don't see it any other i, I don't see it any other other way it's it's how it's always worked for me there's no other way the thing is like you realize like these things are like factual when a lot of other people who are like three steps ahead of you agree and that's really like reassuring because it's like okay i'm on the right path you know what i mean that's why i love to read so much i love to read successful people's uh books or or, uh, books about them it's one of the things that really got me on the path that that i wanted to be on was looking and saying these people weren't any any more special than me they're they're just regular people but they were doing these things all they were doing is following a certain path and it made me realize that they weren't these gods that i thought they were you know when you see them on tv or see them on facebook or twitter or whatever you realize oh these were just real people doing things that i wasn't willing to do you know i i I wanted a shortcut like everybody else and then that convinced me is the teacher i'm going to give everybody the cliff notes version of what you guys just said okay and, and I got I got to have it approved by Raj because I'm going to tweet at him after this podcast. So there, no. it's, there's more to, to make a change in life or to go a direction. There's more than just taking action because you have no past precedent of ever taking that action. Right. So mm-hmm. you have to convince yourself and believe yourself, believe in yourself almost to the point of it being delusional because it's never happened. Once you keep doing that with the action all of a sudden you start having a little bit of evidence and precedence that it's happened so now you can fall back on that during hard times and then over time it just becomes the way you've always done it and you almost don't remember any other way did i get that right couldn't have said any better man now that's more than a hundred and whatever characters so i'll have to refine (laughs) it a little and i'm not writing some big thread matt doesn't even know what that means but uh (laughs) but no no, well, I, I get everybody's just like, take action, start today. And and I always have trouble with that. But but you two, just listening to you two, it's like, that's why the New Year's resolution stop. That's why the gym memberships go unused. Because the, you, you have to believe it without doubt. I mean, but but how? I mean, you, you guys had a great conversation. The more I talk, I'm ruining it. So well, very, very like insightful there. And, you know, people just say, like, take action or do this, right, or three steps. And I'm guilty of that, too. Like, I feel all the time. But here's the thing. What are the platforms that are doing well right now? Short-form platforms, Twitter, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, Instagram Reels. Why? Because people have short attention spans. Their they're, the dopamines are fucked, right? So they can only pay attention for 10 seconds, right? That's why, you know, Twitter, you have to find a way to fit in 280 characters. You can only say so little 
on these platforms to have success. So you have to simplify it. You have to summarize it. And what happens with that is you take out all the context. So that's a great thing about these podcasts. So anyone who's listening, like I personally love podcasts. Like I get so much more value from them than anything else because you get to see how a person thinks. You get to see the context and situations. You get to see examples. And that's a lot more practical. Obviously not everyone will be relate, be able to relate to the things we're talking about. But hopefully a lot of people can. Great point. Great point. You know, speaking of that, I just spent 18 days on a cross-country trip. And I brought up the TV. I went 18 days without watching TV. There was too much to do. But I did listen to a ton of audiobooks and podcasts in the car. And Joe Rogan, I mean, everybody in their daughters listened to at least one Joe Rogan episode. But he feels sorry when people go to the news and like CNN, Fox, MSNBC or whatever for a two-minute clip. And you're trying to understand what someone's thinking in two, three minutes, where if you'd actually, with an open mind, listen to that person in a podcast, you're going to dive deep and know exactly who someone is. And maybe that'll be the future. I don't know. I hope, right? I hope. I, I don't really know. I'm hoping because that'd be awesome because I definitely want to start my own podcast and I just think podcasts are great. Uh, obviously going to come on, be the first ever three-time guest. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna end with that. Crap. All right. Well, it's it's out there. It's out there. You'll be the first three P guy. <laughs> the first three P guy from three different time zones, too. Okay, so I'm not in Texas or Central Time Zone and or Panama. Because I remember the first time I was in Panama. Is that I couldn't remember. Okay. That's too cool. Yeah, I thought Hong Kong for some reason. I, I don't know. Hong Kong, like, I'm blessed that I woke up there, so I'm able to, like, appreciate all these cool places. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 got, we got to wrap it up. So I want to ask you a question. Uh, any closing thoughts, Matt, before I ask Raj the final question? No, no, no. We got a great conversation. I, I'm just thrilled thrilled you're here and look forward to the next conversation with you. But, no, not at all. We've had, a lot, we've had great things. Go ahead, Paul. Knowing what you know now, could you ever have been happy just taking the traditional internship job route? Even if it's, the, think of the career you probably wanted more than anything in college. Knowing what you know now, could, could you have done that? No chance, because the truth is that I never, I like didn't even like have a job that I really like wanted like that. It's like my parents kind of wanted to be engineers for a period of time. I thought I was going to be a tennis professional and I realized it wasn't good enough. <laughs> and then like different things here and there, right? But it's like, the truth is in college, what I was thinking was like, okay, I'm going to get a sales job and then work on whatever business I'm working on at that time while working on the sales job, develop skills, develop a network. And then as soon as my business exceeds, you know, whatever, 5k a month, you know, able to like survive and like comfortably at least, um, then I will, you know, quit my job. So that was always my plan. Cause I was always thinking like, listen, man, I don't want to just work a job and have someone else tell me what to do. And, you know, uh, work for five days just to look forward to two days where I don't do anything but drink and watch Netflix. Um, like, I just wasn't about that life. And I wanted to, like, build something, like, serious. And I was like, okay, if it took me 5, 10, 15 minutes. I was like, that's cool. Like, it's going to take time. That time's going to pass. Let me just start building right away. Matt tells me this, and I, I can see it and believe it in you. I mean, Matt, you can almost pick it out on people. Matt, if you lost everything today, you could do it over again, no doubt. There's no doubt because it's it's just it's a process. It's it's like you know, planting planting a garden. You know, it's in in Raj. One of the things that that I would do is I if I I 
I tell young people all the time, go get a job, go learn how to sell, go network on someone else's dime, go travel on someone's dime, go, you know, go fail on someone's dime. All the, t- all the while you're in the background turning those gears for that business you're going to have in five, 10 years, whatever it happens to be. So the, the process you just said is exactly the type of advice I, I give people. 100%. And the thing is having like, here's the thing, like, like I said earlier, like I was lucky enough that I started my side hustle, turned it into a business in college, right? Most people are not going to have that, you know, it's just, right. it's just a fact. so yeah, that's a very like practical piece of advice. Like who says you have to pick this or that? Like, oh, my business. Okay. Then get a job. Like do something that allows you to at least pay for your expenses and then gives you ideally some sort of freedom. If it's something where it's based on output, not hours, you could just be fast and have more time, right? Or something that like lets you work from home. That would be ideal. Or yeah. something aligned with what you could possibly want to do, right? And then it's like, you could start building, like uh, let's say you're in a sales job. You could start building a Twitter page, um, you know, John the sales guy, right? And it's like, you could just like put some stuff out, share what you learned. Like, okay, here's why I started the page. Like, in two months, you have whatever, 100 followers. You don't see any growth. Who cares? Like, you try. Keep going. See, maybe. And if you realize, oh, I don't like that. I want to do this. Boom. Try that. And, like, you have all this time where you, even if you fail, you'll be learning so many lessons. Exactly. That makes your job, give you more opportunities. You'll become a person of more value. And then you'll just, your life will improve as a result of it. Thank you. So, I'm not very good at the last question thing because we kept going. But that's okay. I'll. I'll work on it. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, Raj, where can people reach out to you and find you? Awesome. Online. On uh, Twitter, I'm most active. You can find me at the Coach Raj, but also same username on YouTube, Instagram. On Twitter, you can click on my like link in the bio, and then that's my email newsletter. You can also DM me for any questions and check out my like pinned tweet. It has a bunch of threads. And yeah, I do threads every week, and that's where I, I drop the most value. Because like I said earlier, you know, you can't do that much in 280 characters. <laughs> cool. It's incredible. Uh, hey, until we meet for the three-peat, Raj, thank you so much for coming on. You're you're exactly who we're trying to reach out to. I mean, not, not somebody as productive as you, but the younger person that's saying, hey, I, I need to start somehow. And you, you nailed it with the be delusional, gain some evidence, and keep going. So... We appreciate you coming on, bro. Until next time. Appreciate you guys big time. Super honored. Second, no, the first repeat guest. And nothing short of my expectations. Great combo with you guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Raj. Thank you.